This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out. I think we have a couple more people than we had last week, which is very exciting. It's still raining in the Southland, so it's terrific that people came out. Uh, that was the theme song by Hard and Firm, and we're coming to you from the UCB Theater in Los Angeles in front of a live audience. They do a lot of great shows here at UCB, so go to ucbtheater.com, because if you've got time to listen to podcasts, you've got time to do that. <laughs> Here's the part where I say a joke about a movie, and sometimes people laugh. I haven't seen <clears throat> Black Snake Moan, starring Samuel Jackson and Christina Ricci as a whore chained to a radiator, <laughs> but <clears throat> that's, that's, that's the title of her character on IMDb. No, uh, but I'm really hoping that from now on, Sam Jackson only makes movies with the word snake in the title, because <laughs> he's two in a row now. 
And I, I think it'd be awesome if he just kept doing that. I'm not doing that movie unless you get the word snake in there somehow. And they have to change every title to get the word snake in. See what I said? It's, it's kind of a joke, but not really. It's my attempt at a monologue. That's why I'm not on TV. Speaking of black snakes, my guest today on I Love Movies is not black or a snake. He's a very funny comic whose episode of uh, Comedy Central Presents is one of my absolute favorites in that series. And uh, he's also hugely popular and famous in the, the land of, uh, we call Canada. Please welcome everybody, Mr. Sean Cullen to the program. Let's hear it for him. Hi. You brought a book. That's good. So you can yeah, something to read. In case it gets in case. boring, I could just <laughs> that's settle nice. in. Very nice. Book. Yeah, I already know how this one ends because I wrote it. Oh, okay. Boring. <laughs> you, so you just read your own book that yeah, you Yeah, that's it. I, I thought I really want to read, but there are no books that interest me except ones that I've written. So I wrote one so I have something to read. That's fantastic. I, I, uh, I wrote a book with two other guys, really? so I only have to read a third of it. Perfect. <laughs> That's more when I feel like reading. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, you have to read that whole thing. What a, that's arduous. But there are some pictures in it. Is there pictures oh, that's in nice. This? Yeah, there's pictures of like joints and <laughs> leaves. Which is funny. This doesn't have anything to do with movies, but when I mean, I did a show called The Marijuana Logs, and we mm -hmm. ran off Broadway for a year. Wonderful and, show. Oh, thanks. And um, when we were in Toronto uh, rehearsing with the director, because that's where he's from, oh. a fellow named Jim Milan, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> we went to Toronto, we were rehearsing, and at the time you were playing Max Bialystok in uh, The Producers in that's Toronto, right. and uh, Tony Kameen, one of the other comedians, we, the two of us got very excited. The third one, Arch Barker, doesn't care for the theater. No. But Tony and I got... <laughs> the theater doesn't Tony, care for him. Why either. are they singing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't like him either. So uh, we said, let's, you know, Tony and I, you know, made, I made the proper calls and managed to get tickets to the show you know use the con your connection knowing you and uh, we got there and that board in the lobby said tonight playing Max Bialystok Schmiggy McGingy like some guy that's not Sean Cullen I'm sorry about and that and we were like fuck this and they would not give us a refund and well, even when I find when I mailed them the tickets they never sent me the money well they're assholes <laughs> I don't uh, I don't condone that kind of behavior but Schmiggy McGingy was on as understudies go he's a pretty good one I actually didn't do the show again. People saw him. <laughs> oh, you were that. out? I was out. Schmiggy keep him. <laughs> Schmiggy has got incredible uh, range of character and his beautiful voice. Schmiggy. <laughs> People are mesmerized by his work. Schmiggy McGugger. <laughs> it's amazing that an African man <laughs> could play. <laughs> Could play Max Bialystok <laughs> so convincingly, but that's a kind of well. If Tony Danza can do it, well, then if certainly if fucking uh, David Hasselhoff could do it. Oh anyone yeah, can in do Vegas. It. Well, he's playing uh, the guy in the dress. He's playing Roger DeVries. Oh, see, I thought, oh my god, did you really think he was I Max Bialystok? Because nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> you know, nothing. <laughs> I thought he was playing the lead. David Hasselhoff as as either of the leads would be really, really retarded. <laughs> I mean, it's still bad that he's in it at all. Not at all. But it's th that's funny. That's fine. <laughs> I feel you're like they're soiling the grand tradition of Nathan Lane. Well, I was just thinking they wouldn't call Sean me Cullen. before David Hasselhoff. At least I'm short, you know, <laughs> and squat. It's all about uh, putting butts in the seats in Vegas. I know. And people in Vegas love 
butts. The, the worst people. <laughs> they really love butts. And they love seats. They love both of those together. I'm sorry I chewed into so much of our movie talking time with that. Right. But, uh, but I haven't seen you since that happened. I'm and sorry. that's the sort of thing you say to the, the person when you see them. And then they, they can't do anything. You know, you're like, I'm sorry. It, I got sick. I didn't do that one performance, that you that window that you had to see me shine in I've, this I've, wonderful uh, role in this fabulous show. I really wanted to do that show that night, but I was raped by a frat boy. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> so we had to settle for like a few months later when we were in New York. We had to see Nathan Lane do it. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. And Matthew Broderick's all like, "You, my blue blankie." So, <laughs> so Sean, what have you been to the motion pictures at all lately? Do well, they have motion pictures in Canada? Well, first of all, we uh, don't usually have them. Uh, we don't have walls large enough to project films on. <laughs> Not continuous walls. There are a lot of holes in them, and it ruins the kind of continuity of the picture where, you know, you'll see, uh, say, Willem Dafoe, for example, his head missing, uh, floating around, threatening people as a vampire. No one wants to see a headless vampire threaten people because you don't know it's really Willem Dafoe. I don't think you've heard a podcast before, but Willem Dafoe as a shithead came out of the fact that that sentence doesn't make any sense because he's a perfectly good actor. He's a beautiful By all accounts, a nice man. A stringy. Yeah, he's very stringy, stringy, stringy man. but shithead does not apply. A sinuous man is what he is. It started as Barbara Stanwyck is a shithead, which no one has ever said. True. And then it became Willem Dafoe is a shithead, so that's my signature line. Well, Willem Dafoe is uh, extremely <laughs> stringy. I mean, he is, his te- tendons are so tight you can pluck them and they ring. People, are, <laughs> people on, the, uh, on the set of Boondock Saints... Billy Connolly kept plucking his tendons and may breaking up the whole crew with his thrumming tendons. Billy Connolly, is there an off switch on that fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Playing somebody's tendons? Give it a rest, Billy. <laughs> Get off the stage, Billy. It's a set, okay? Get off the stage. <laughs> we don't care what it is, we want you off of it. <laughs> So what, what what motion pictures have you, you see are here in the States where we do have movies? So have you seen anything well, lately? what happens is a troupe of itinerant players puts on the movie. As they go and see it. We pay. We pool our resources. Send them down to a place that has movies, like America. Mm-hmm. They will co- record it in their memories and come back and right, act it out Right, because you us. can't uh, bootleg it. You can't steal it. No, They have can't. to just memorize it. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Uh, have I seen, I, you know, I saw Superman Returns. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked that for the one reason that they finally shot him in the eye. And, uh, right, right. Because always, when I was a kid watching Superman on the television, the black and white one, uh, they would shoot him in the chest constantly, you know. And, yeah. and uh, But Try they another finally part. said, hey, why don't you shoot him in the teeth? Or something, because that would hurt even if it didn't break your teeth. Yeah, it would sting a little. He'd be like, ah, no, why'd you? Yeah, yeah. it'd be a thrumming through your skull. He would ring like Willem Dafoe. He'd be like, ow, being plucked. <laughs> where is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then all the earth shatters. But I like that because of incredible bald acting by. Uh, uh, yeah, space that was pretty much. That was amazing. Pretty much, that was the whole performance. He was I, my, my head bald. is shaved now. I don't have to do anything else. He was totally bald in that. I don't know. <laughs> that was amazing. What uh, other? I went to see snakes on a plane because I just couldn't believe it was going to happen, and it did. Yeah. But I thought it was great how they f- made a, a contest out of sending away a kids could be killed by snakes on a plane. 
because they couldn't think of anything. That's how bankrupt of imagination they were in that film. Like, please tell us ways snakes can kill people, and we'll <laughs> incorporate it into our film because we're idiots. Yeah, and of course, the, you know, they probably got a thousand responses. Have it bite a girl's titty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that okay, it's in. What else, what else should we do? Again, I don't know a guy's All dick. Right. Yeah, okay, we'll do that too. <laughs> what else? Well, I'm, I'm tapped. Yeah, those are the only two snake killings I wanted to see. Oh, movies! I you know, <laughs> I have, oh, movies. I, I just haven't been to see a lot of films. I saw the Queen on the plane, not herself, but the right. movie. And I was hoping there was going to be some kind of fight in it, or some action of some up. sort. Nothing. It was very quiet, mm-hmm. very subdued. Do you think like one of her corgis would turn on her, or suddenly something? bite her <laughs> on the titty, perhaps? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that would be a lock for best picture of a corgi <laughs> bit Queen Elizabeth. Is that her name on the titty? Yes, that is her name. Yeah, they're Queen all Elizabeth. Elizabeth, right? That's right. It's easy for them to remember that way. That's right. Some you know uh, Queen Judy comes in there. Everyone's what the fuck? <laughs> Who is this? Uh, and I, I, I have twice on the plane coming down. I've watched the Prestige only without sound. And it looks stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those films. Most magic looks pretty dumb with no sound. It's just a lot of gesturing. <laughs> well, it is. And, uh, and something happens, you're not exactly sure um, what the trick was. Did anyone see The Prestige? Yeah. That was very, very dumb. It was my favorite of the two uh, old timey illusion movies that were out last year. <laughs> Why does that happen? I don't know. Why do new people, people want to see Edward old Norton's doing one illusions. already. Let's keep going ahead. Let's forge ahead. Edward Norton isn't any good. That couldn't possibly do any business. No, and uh, the, I think it was the best movie I ever saw that had a person chiseling their own finger off. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, that part was like he chopped his finger so off. So you really watched quite a bit of it well, without listening. Yeah, I was angry <laughs> that it was the same film twice because I was like, oh, I, I didn't watch this I, the first time. I disdained to watch it the first time, and now you're showing it to me again, so I either have to give up on my disdain and watch or continue to disdain it which is boring really for two hours they could have called it the disdain for as far as as far as i'm concerned because that's one of those titles where it's like going into it you're like oh when they explain what the prestige means it's really gonna and michael Caine explains it and he really gives it a lot of gravity and you're like that doesn't seems like a weird thing to call the end of the well trick for me it's like those all those movies where you decide the tada tada the the abra what the hell just happened but the the there are these movies that are like that like a cocktail where you take a really dumb profession (laughs) and you go look at the amazing purveyors of this incredible skill and you're like this is stupid this is stupid don't show us too much of this because we'll suddenly realize three quarters of the way through the film this is fucking stupid well, yeah, I mean, uh, the, they're, they're doing these amazing tricks with flipping the bottles in the air, and then someone said, well, but that's not going to keep people's attention. What can we throw into the mix? <laughs> Poetry. That's what's really going to make... If he gets up on the bar and says a poem, then we know... <laughs> we'll be able to explain why people are so into his him as a bartender. That's what I want to see on a cruise ship. <laughs> someone reading me poetry and making a martini. <laughs> now, I know you're a, uh, a, a fan of uh, James Bond films. Yes. Did you see Casino Royale yeah. with cheese? Uh, I did. <laughs> I did see the Royale with cheese. I thought uh, he was such a strange body. Don't you think, Daniel Craig? <laughs> Once he got it all muscled up... Up. It was really pointy at the s- shoulders and well, weird. yeah, those, he can hurt people with those sharp edges. <laughs> well, then tiny in here and then wide and weird and I don't know and that, <laughs> it scared me a bit. 
Uh, I thought the first part where they were chasing each other, jumping on buildings mm-hmm. and sliding along splintery plywood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yeah. But then the, the central point of the film was there's a guy who's helping terrorists and we want to get him. So we're going to potentially give him $100 million to play poker with him so that we can maybe catch him. I thought, why don't you just catch him? Right. And not play poker with him. Yeah. Why are you like when his eye starts bleeding, just grab him just when he grab goes to him right it. there. <laughs> Instead of just like, hey, we're going to play a game of poker with you, punch, <clears throat> punch, punch in the van. Yeah. And they don't actually play the game. They just beat him up and take him somewhere and continue to beat him up until he tells them things. Yeah. Or cut him with cards. Slice him. <laughs> anything poke him in anything the eye. would have been they, that whole poker section was a uh, was a waste of time we've discussed that in previous episodes of this of this really? podcast yeah. okay well I, I see I'm, I'm covering old territory no but I, I'm just warning you so that we don't don't do it but uh, you're right okay you, you <laughs> made me feel a lot better you were correcting your feelings at the, but my uh, favorite James Bond film is Honor Majesty's Secret Service which oh. is probably the weirdest yeah one. I put it in my top five probably because of the weirdness it. and also because it, you know it uh, it kicks some ass yeah like, he, it was it was violent the first scene he's chasing some guys and then beats the living shit out <laughs> yeah, of them yeah, on yeah. the beach and then beats them with a, an anchor <laughs> very few people get up to that kind yeah, of beating lifting an anchor is enough work as it is bang bang ow <laughs> that's not something I want to have happen especially at the beach <laughs> yeah and he was a crazy. that is no day at the beach no and Telly Savalas an anchor at the beach <laughs> Telly Savalas is in it well, uh, probably perhaps the best Blofeld I think so the boldest certainly <laughs> <laughs> he came he came to it prepared he, that's where Kevin Spacey did all of his research yeah because he watched uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service and went that's how I'm going to play the bald character I'm about to play <laughs> <laughs> we need him hairless and you've yeah. done it um, so yeah, so uh, and the that's most a beautiful one. woman, Diana Rigg. Is yes, and she is so beautiful in that. And yeah, and he falls in love and he yeah. marries her, and then she dies. Spoiler alert! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the funniest, weirdest little part of that is they come around at the end and they're riding on their honeymoon, and then uh, the Blofeld drives by with Rosa Klebb, the creepy little woman, uh, the little Russian squat fireplug woman, and. Uh, <laughs> Blofeld's got a neck brace on. Yeah, yeah. And because he's been in an accident. <laughs> and then shoots his wife. <laughs> and I think, you know, that takes a lot to get out of bed when you've got a sore neck and go and murder someone's wife. Go and That's shoot her right between the eyes. That's right. And then, and certainly the probably the saddest ending of a James Bond movie. It's usually very encouraging because Bond is alive and the villain is dead. He's usually floating in a space <laughs> capsule nailing someone. Yeah. But in this one, he's just holding it. She's just sleeping. I'm going back to New Zealand. And he's from New Zealand. George yeah, Lazenby. George Lazenby. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Nah, the references to get that. too specific sometimes. That's all right. But sometimes they love it. Sometimes you they You never love know it. what these crowds... This <laughs> vast, <laughs> seething, teeming <clears throat> crowd. Um... What do you, uh, anything you're looking forward to in this that's coming up? Are you, do you, are you have your finger on the pulse of movies that are coming out, or do you just uh, find out about them when they're on the plane? Um, well, yeah, I really just wait till they're on the plane so I can ignore them. <laughs> uh, oh, I, there's, ooh, there's going to be Spider-Man 3, which is going to be exciting, because yeah. he is a, like a spider in so many ways, and they really show that in those movies. Yeah, they don't hold back on the spider totally. similarities. He's an incredible amount of spider work uh, <laughs> in that. 
and uh, his spider work is amazing. The but the thing I I don't know I was the the, the Batman Begins. I've always been I love Batman, mm -hmm. but I think he's the weirdest of the superheroes just because he's not really super in any way. Right. He's got powers. He just has a lot of money mm -hmm. and to indulge his bat fetish, and that's it. <laughs> he puts on bat pants and bat hat. And bat gloves and the whole thing, and that's he just wanders around, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have any powers at all except his love of bats. <laughs> well, that's when Batman <laughs> begins. They tried to explain it, like they tried to show him getting trained as a fighter, you know, uh, in prison or wh wherever the hell he was. Yeah. And uh, so then that way, when he's fighting those people, you go, oh, now I believe it, because when Michael Keaton did it. Was like how does how does he get so strong? I never liked Michael Keaton at all. Are those strong making gloves? <laughs> yeah, that cost a, millions of dollars. Well, when I look at Michael Keaton, I say, what a physically powerful man! He is. <laughs> I wouldn't want to wrestle that man. He is so powerful. And <laughs> he his might eyebrow, hold me up in the air with one hand. The way he can lift you just with the eyebrow alone, his powerful eyebrow, which he can articulate, <laughs> which I think is how he got the job. Because even through that rubber mask, you could still see it rise. What about, uh, there's a movie coming out called Wild Hogs. That looks like pure shit. <laughs> pure wild hog shit? It's like, I don't know how these movies get made, except someone goes, we all like riding motorbikes, why don't we do a movie about it? Yeah. And that's it. And someone write, no one write a script. Let's put, out, let's put out the feelers and see what four disparate, strange actors come, come crawling in to be in this movie. And the most amazing thing to me about it is Tim Allen is top build. Over John Travolta and Martin Lawrence. I mean, William H. Macy, that I understand. But, because uh, he's more of a character guy. But Martin Lawrence and John Travolta showing up every day, like, really? Santa Claus 3, that guy? He's Certainly. bigger build than we way are. Way bigger. Way bigger. <laughs> he's a very talented man. Uh, <laughs> an extremely Because funny. if anything breaks on the set, he just fixes it. Yeah. Like, that's the reason he keeps working it. He's a fix-it it man. It's he's personable. <laughs> that's why he's at the number one. Because mm -hmm. people really relate to him. In a way, they don't relate to John Travolta. Mm -mm. Because they're intimidated by him. Because he's from another planet, and he's using us as meat. <laughs> <laughs> They don't like that. They don't even like to think that he might be doing that. Yeah. People think John Travolta has an intensity as, a, as an actor, but he's just looking and at the other actors thinking about He's had this feeding huge tumor them. in his brain that was growing and growing and making him a genius. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> Phenomenon? Oh, yes, yes. Phenomenon. I thought it was, you were speaking no, of Luke I'm not talking. True. <laughs> Luke is talking as a tumor shaped like a child that would speak. <laughs> It was a horrifying film. But that was a weird movie. Phenomenon. Where he became a genius yeah. with yeah. a giant tumor in his head. That yeah, that gets scary when there's like an actor who just like starts making movies that are that are clearly, well, he just wants us to think he's the most amazing person alive. But yeah. we understand that it's just a, that it's fiction. Yeah. And that you're not a phenomenon. You're not really you're doing Danny that. You're Danny Zuko. That's all you are. That's it. <laughs> you you walk down the street with a paid can quite nicely. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, it's downhill from there, he's Johnny. He's been in some of my uh, some movies that I've watched all the way through and wondered at, like um, <laughs> Broken Arrow. Have you seen that with Christian yeah. Slater? And there's the thing about John Woo movies is there's him and the, there's Christian Slater, and they're military men. I understand they might learn to f kung fu fight at some point, although they're pilots. There's not a lot of hand-to-hand -hand <laughs> combat in uh, supersonic jets. But uh, just stick your foot out and kick the other pilot in the face. <laughs> 
That doesn't happen, but they do train. I get that. But then there's a park ranger who's this woman in shorts and hiking boots who's Samantha Mathis, the great Samantha Mathis. <laughs> yeah, who just starts kicking people like she's a kung fu fighter. I don't get it. It makes no sense at all. And then he's in that She face practices on animals. Face off. <laughs> she kicks a lot of woodland creatures. <laughs> Ow! Raccoon killed. But the, uh, the, then there's uh, face off, which makes no sense at all. If I took your face and put it on my body, mm -hmm. people would just go, what the fuck happened yeah. to your body? Your face is yeah. sort of the same, but your body is shorter and wider. What happened? Saw it in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Been there, done that. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't. And the, he's just, and the, the one where he's an angel, Michael, that was awful too. Yeah, yeah. He just does anything. Really, doesn't he? Well, to play for, play well, for jet the, fuel. That's the great thing, though, is you're naming like the hits. You know, like it's been it's been severely worse than those uh, uh, <laughs> no. of, of late. Well, you know, you had that thing about the lottery and uh, you know, like oh yeah, lucky numbers or something. That. Well, yeah. uh, these are ones that have been almost good enough for me to actually see for some reason. Yeah, well, they're cable why. classics. All yeah, those they ones really you're talking are. About. I can watch them on TV, but yeah, in the movie theater, it's like you got to be kidding me. No, what the hell's going on here? When does Harry? Is there another Harry Potter movie coming out? Very soon. Yes, it's coming out this summer. And it's, and it's the sixth one. Harry Goblet and, and the, the uh, <laughs> fiery loins of Catastrophe. That's right, where Catastrophe, the giant ogre, forces himself into Harry's goblet. <laughs> it's horrifying and they go through a port key into another world where nothing happens really. Uh, and there are some poison and a, a guy with a skeleton face. Mm -hmm. Well, this time they got the director right. of Notting Hill to do it. Oh, that's so going to be you know so charming. Kick-ass. That is going to be so charming. I don't think he did it, but it's somebody that did movies like that. Mm. <laughs> it's not like they're getting further and further away from people who direct those kind of movies, which so far has worked because like those Chris Columbus ones were, you know, oh my god, horrible. Well, when you go back and look at the first one, it's like when was this made? Yeah. 1972 by like Robert Polanski in Czechoslovakia. What happened here? It's like shot entirely you can't in see it. <laughs> and it's really weird. It looks like what a crazy film. I don't know. Like they say, they oh, we've still got the uh, the crew from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Just bring them over here. And Shoot this. We've got all the costumes. <laughs> it's perfect. Just ditch the car and we're good. Can we get Gert Frobe? <laughs> Can we get him? Goldfinger. Gert Frobe. Gert Frobe. I, I say Gert Frobe just because it's, it's fun to say. It that. is fun. But he that was a great, that was Ian Fleming book. And uh, he they took the whole cast basically from Goldfinger and just did a movie for kids that terrifies all children everywhere. It's really scary. That's the kind of asshole Ian Fleming was, I think. <laughs> now, um, classic motion pictures, I like mm. to always ask the guests about, usually earlier in the show, but we've really gone off. I'm sorry. Uh, I know, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just talking. But um, anyone, any, what's like your favorite? I know it's hard to say. Well, favorite, if I have like ones that I always will watch anytime it comes. Yeah, on. I like those. That's and, a good category. You know, it's at Christmas time. It's always the, I like. I love to watch. It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, I know it's cornball, right. but I absolutely love that movie. And uh, the Alistair Sim uh, Christmas Carol, you mm -hmm. know the, one, the old one where he's just cool. <laughs> he's at yeah, the yeah. end, he's like He's pretty insane. dithery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scaring people, he's so happy. That one I love. <laughs> and you're just like, what are you fucking saying, you crazy man? But he's, all of those, uh, all of those uh, Ealing comedies, like the Lavender Hill Mob and all of those that he's in, uh, 
and Peter Sellers and uh, the Lady Killers, the original Lady Killers, not the yeah brilliant yeah Alec Guinness. Yeah, oh my God, and yeah, yeah. Uh, the man oh the things. new Lady Killers. What was that? <laughs> well, if we're gonna remake Lady Killers, we got to get Marlon Wayans on the phone. That's <laughs> step one. He no one understands the healing companies like Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> and but my uh, probably my. Favorite, well, I guess one of my favorite movies to watch it all the time if it's on is Blade Runner. But I, I love that yes. movie. It is absolutely beautiful and perfect. But I, the, when they first came out, they had that voiceover, and then they got the director's cut, which uh-huh. I f- hate. Yeah, it's stupid. It's longer, and there are more unicorns running around. <laughs> but I liked I, more outtakes from Legend. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, that's just it bothers me because it had that kind of Sam Spade voiceover that was really kind of and the cities are always raining and yeah, uh, yeah. you know whatever. And the, I love that. And that, I just love Harrison Ford. It's like distilled down his thing of being able to be totally shitting his pants with fear. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, there, nobody can do it like him. Like he's. It, Perfect at being just like every man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Boulder. Oh, Death Star. Yeah, Yeah. always the same thing. He's always looking at something that's gonna kill him, and it's not really there. Coming around to call. (laughs) That kind of stuff. Uh, You know, and that kind of you know when the guy's spinning the sword and spinning it, spinning it, then bang. Yeah, and then when it's when it's over, when he's saved, right back to smirking. Yeah, you know, but the 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 fear is genuine. But then as soon as it's gone, I'll, I'll even watch Air Force One. For that kind of little <laughs> frisson, but then uh, who's your president now? What does he say? <laughs> Some sort of catchphrase when he finally kills uh, the guy that's not Willem Dafoe. Oh uh, no, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yes, awesome, very convincing. <laughs> that's what I Russian refer terrorist. to every actor as the guy who's not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> that's right. Narrows it down really quickly. Um, okay, so let me ask you about a couple of the movies that you've appeared in because okay. you've done that as well. I have a lot of stuff. You've done a lot of stuff in Canada that didn't, didn't that quite make it really down make here. It here. But uh, we did the maple syrup murders. You didn't see I that didn't movie. See that. <laughs> uh, we it's did probably the, still on its way. It's just really files. good maple syrup. It's very thick and slow moving. <laughs> um, Mounty frat rapists. We did that as well. Well, that was your remake of the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> That's right? right. It's just great. A group of Mounty uh, frat boys. R- rape, rape, rape. Hilarious. <laughs> um, you were uh, uh, the telethon announcer oh, yeah. in Where the Truth Lies. That's right. Uh, I introduce. <laughs> it's really bizarre. I've been. In, I've had two roles like that. Where I yeah, I got the line. other one right yeah, here. Okay, and you were Jackie Gleason and Martin and Lewis. Yes, and Martin and Lewis, the <laughs> CBS biopic of Martin and Lewis. I yes. played Jackie Gleason. I have two lines. I stretch it into two, but it's really one. I just go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for him. Huh? Huh? And that's it. <laughs> and I have had more fan mail from men in prison for that movie. People send me a, a blank postcard and say, please sign me. I saw you were brilliant as Jackie Gleason in Cell Block 7. Send me a picture. Willie. You know, I've had like seven people from prison write me that. Maybe they just show it in prison. You're not as good, though, as the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. No. That guy. Brad Garrett. He's uncanny. The world's tallest Jackie Gleason. (laughs) It's uncanny. Jackie Gleason, five foot two, five foot three. It's like the shittiest wax museum would would make Jackie Gleason Brad Garrett size. Well, we used the same about a wax, but we hung it longer. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> so, but in Where the Truth Lies, what it, you, you're a telephone announcer. I'm a telephone announcer. announcer. You announce, uh, I even forget their names. They're supposed to be like Martin and Lewis. Yeah, though. that's right. And I just say, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for them. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of those. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for hair. And then they come on and that's the end of me. But did you, you saw the movie, of course. No? I watched a bit of it. I don't want you to shit where you eat or where you act or whatever, but... Uh, it wasn't the greatest. It really, really was a swing and a miss. I know. Like, Kevin Bacon and Colin Firth... If I'm looking for never, somebody... Re- never remotely resemble comedy you know, when they're playing legendary comedians. No, neither. Here's what I do. If I'm going to do a show about to great comedy duo, I'll hire no comedians. <laughs> yeah, get them off the set. No one... That, we need actors to really understand what comedy is all about, especially yeah. a double act. Really easy thing. No problem. Go ahead. They <laughs> call him first Mr. Laughs and Kevin Bacon. Mr. Mrs. Laughs. That's right. Mr. and Mrs. Laughs. Mr. and Mrs. Laughs together. Kevin Bacon at one point turned to me during the thing and said, uh, oh, we were shooting and I'm standing there. Said, You're a comic, huh? And I said, yeah. I said, uh, what can we do to make this funnier? And I honestly s- stood there <laughs> saying nothing until for about a minute and then he kind of wandered away because I couldn't think of anything. To I say thought of an answer. Be funnier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I got know. an answer, but I, you know, I have distance. It's not Kevin Bacon asking me. <laughs> oh, really? But I'd say just dance like you did in Footloose because <laughs> that would be really weird for a Jerry Lewis type character from the from the fifties to suddenly dance. You know. Do some breaking. You know it would be really you know I mean? funny Popping if a and giant locking. kind of uh, slug came out of the ground exactly. and tried to bite you at this point. How how mad would he have been at you if he would have come up with an answer like that? You should have you should have a giant slug. <laughs> Just mention one of his movies. You should I think it was before this one, but you should, you should be a child molester. Yeah. How about you should uh, turn over your little Triumph 1952 Spitfire and lie with ketchup all over your face on the road. <laughs> Diner, come on, you guys. Okay, come on. Number one. That was awesome. <laughs> that was okay. a good diner reference. Thank you. Now, there was only one. You saw one other episode uh, that we were taping last week of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the post-Oscar episode. That's the right. Post-Oscar. That's right. Oscar. I'm still not over the Oscars and all the stuff that the happened people there lost that I can't won. wait to hear about. I'm so sick of those people <laughs> winning and the other people losing. Yeah, let's mix it up Come a little on. bit. Let's have all losing. <laughs> yeah, let's have everyone lose. <laughs> all winning. Sorry, and the winner is, sorry, we couldn't pick one. <laughs> Next category. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Then they'd be like, well, can't we all share it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. These are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we play the Leonard Malton game. Yes. And you, you got to see it in action. Would you Would you like to play it? Sure. Do, we, do you want to new do I, do I don't know. Do Should I ask you? Or you ask me? Why don't you ask me? And I'll all right, see if should I, can... I should I pick something like that I know already? Yeah, I mean I don't. Okay. I mean I've been a fan of yours for a long time, all the way back to uh, Corky and the Juice Pigs. Did you like me and the producers? Oh, I missed that, but um, <laughs> but I I love your stand up and your singing and your improvisation, and Thanks. I have no idea what movies you may have seen, well, especially okay. considering. The, the prestige you skipped it twice <laughs> but I still that's kind of shocking to me yeah 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 you watched it enough to go yes to please know. stop Hugh Jackman from putting on false beards okay yeah. let me let me try one on you see that's what, just see the thing happens. about when you have a movie where people are twins and all they do is like oh you're blonde and you're the dark haired twin what twins are two different colored hair <laughs> when does that happen they're just twins that are trying to distance themselves <laughs> I guess from so. each other to a diff- like, I know a pair of twins. One of them wears glasses and the other one doesn't. But can you they know. both see? 
<laughs> or is one just I have really never vain? Asked them. <laughs> yeah, one's one's more vain than the other. One's willing to tough it out and not see anything. James Duval. I don't know who that is. Scott Wolf. Oh, I'm sorry. 1999. I almost always forget to say the year, and then the audience reminds me. 1999. Scott Wolf was in it. Shit. It's not Party of Five, the movie. <laughs> Which I saw the shit out of for uh, the, is it uh, go? the nude scenes. It's Go, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That is fucking awesome. I guess Scott Wolf really hasn't been in too many movies. That was really good, though. Timothy Oliphant, Jay Moore, Brecken Myers. See, I like it because it's such a weird cast. Jane Krakowski. It's pretty, it's William pretty Thicker. good. It's a good movie. Uh, Desmond Askew, Katie Holmes. And then I, I just picked it because I figured at Sarah Pauly you'd be like, my fellow Canadian. She has the strangest little teeth. She does. She should put, She should have been one of the zombies in that Dawn of the Dead movie, not being chased by them. Yeah, she she's got been good. Eaten. She, she got could, choppers. She could eat. She's got brain-eating teeth. She's good at eating people. So do you want me well, to you do did one it. for you? You can do one for me, but you you nailed that one so good. That was okay. impressive. I, do I have to pick the same movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> keep, it, keep it easy oh, for me. Let's see. We try to do it within the past two decades. Back mm. to back mm. to uh, she, oh, past two decades. Eighty-seven or a, anything in the eighties or nineties is good. Uh, I just don't want to pick something that's absolutely stupid. The, uh, it's a, it's, it's tricky. The picking is is a lot of the it's a big yeah, part it's of the a game. Lot of the fun. Anything you do? You have anything you need to plug while we're looking up a movie? Well, I have this book that I've written. Oh yeah, uh, let me and talk it's about called it. Hamish X and the Cheese Pirates, and it's uh, a novel for uh, kind of young adults. And, yeah, because uh, the chapter font when it says chapter three, it's all crazy and squiggly, like chapter three. It's crazy. Look at it. Prologue. Look, the letters aren't all lined up in the, next to each other. It's, uh, it's a fun font. You have a fun font in here. Yeah. <clears throat> On the afternoon that Hamish X arrived at the Wind City Orphanage. Oh, it's already got so many words in it. I know. And Cheese Factory. Wind City Orphanage and Cheese Factory. See, that's, see that, that guy that's laughing right there is the one with the best sense of humor. Because, and you got a funny name, Vigo Schmatz. <laughs> Sat in his office, a glass cube suspended above the factory floor, trying not to think about two things. And I'm not going to read on. I'm going to make you wonder what the two things he's trying to not think about. Yeah. But it, it, it seems like... A, I, I, I would imagine some adults have enjoyed it. Well, it's, it's really... Harry well, Potter style. My favorite writer is probably Raoul Dahl and, uh, for kids. And I wanted to write something that you know parents could enjoy as well as their kids. You know, so yeah, yeah. All adults can like, too. There's footnotes and weird kind of jokes in it. There's uh, no like singing Oopa Loopas, though, are there? No, there's not. There are... Filthy snow monkeys. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not, Is there any other kind? No, there's any dirty. And uh, cheese pirates and, and lots of fun things. I love like a good that. cheese pirate. Everybody loves it. So, uh, should I, are you ready for this? Yes. Shit? You all ready for this? Bum, bum, bum. Okay, this is 1991. We're okay. going way back. That's pretty far back, but I, I, I feel confident. Okay. Uh, Gace, uh, Grace Zabriskie. <sighs> Ooh, 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 ooh. Is it Twin Peaks the movie? Sorry, no. <laughs> She's in that. Lois Smith. Is it? A, no, I'm not even going to guess, but go on. Gary Basaraba. Oh, oh Basaraba. Sweet Gary. Basaraba. <laughs> that guy should be, should be, become a rabbi. Rabbi Basaraba. Okay. Blame it on the Basaraba. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay, Tim Scott. Don't know him. Sweet Tim Scott. 
Uh, Gaylard Sartain. <laughs> oh, that's that fat guy that used to be on the Hudson Brothers and Sonny and Cher. <laughs> it's true. Keep going. Stan Shaw. Black man. Yes. <laughs> Nothing further. That is not. <laughs> that is the name of the film. He was in a boxing movie. Okay. With uh, Dennis Quaid. Uh, oh, really? What movie was that? I can't remember. Great what it was White called. Hope or some yeah, terrible yeah. shit. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Oh. Robin. To yes. those of you who yeah. love gay trivia. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Cicely Tyson. God, this is another weird one. <laughs> hmm. I know, didn't think those two liked each other. Okay. <laughs> I thought they, they refused to work together. They will never work Matt together. Matt Damon was again. like, I saw Sounder. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Mary Louise Parker. Oh, I like her a lot. She's sweet. Oh, I know what it is. No, Fried man. green tomatoes. That is correct. Yay. Superb. Let's hear it for Sean Cullen, everybody. You, get if you have kids or act like one. Get Ham- Hamish. Hamish. X. Hamish X and the Cheese Pirates by Sean Cullen. It's in. Uh, you can get it on like Amazon and yeah, all that. Absolutely. All right. Cool. And um, until next time, this is Doug Benson saying Willem Dafoe is a shithead. <laughs> Prowess makes him cocky, there's no room.